Okay, so welcome to the next episode of Pegasus Radio and the next in the series of Meet the Boss. Today, I am joined by Simon Marshall of BIM UK Limited. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Paul. Hi, good to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. How's, uh, how's your week going so far? It's going well. Yeah, it's been, it's been busy. I'm glad it's Friday. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's been good. Good. So, Simon, I guess a lot of people listening to this may not be familiar with with BIM UK. Obviously, you're you're very much um, you know northern based and uh, you know quite niche in what you do. Could you just give everybody an intro as to who BIM UK are in terms of, I guess you know history, size of operation, what you do, please? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so um, BIM UK is, well, I suppose, we're essentially a um, a construction consultancy, but as well, we're a digital consultancy and software house, I suppose you call us now. So we deliver um, what you consider traditional professional services in construction, like quantity surveying, like project management, like contract administration, planning, things like that. But that digital element is kind of at the core of everything we do. Okay. Um, so that, that's our kind of our unique spin on that. Um, and then at the side of that, you know, we, we develop software products as well, increasingly. Um, so this okay. year we've actually created a, a, you know, a digital business unit that in part works alongside and with our consultancy teams, but also works on a, a kind of pipeline of software products that will soon start to be released on the open market for sale as, as standalone products. And, and that obviously within construction, I presume, still within construction and infrastructure in terms of the target audience. Um, initially, but we have bigger plans than that. So, as I say, there's a, there's a pipeline there, and we'll initially start off certainly uh, with industry and construction industry related products. Um, but we see yeah. a lot of opportunity beyond that as well. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't genuine. You did that myself, actually. That, that's that's good to know, actually, for for, for future reference. So. Obviously, the, the, the client that you're most famous for securing, uh, Simon, is, is, is Yorkshire Water. And you are a, you know, obviously, you're, you're currently, well, you can probably tell, tell everyone, you're, I guess, cost management um, consultancy in place for Yorkshire Water. Is that, is that the correct definition? That's right, yeah. We're, um, I think the formal title is um, Commercial Assurance Provider. Okay, fantastic, uh, excellent. So one of the things that fascinates me and I think is is something that you should be applauded at as a business is that you've you've gone and secured that work because generally you find that there are certain sectors, whether that be utilities and the public sector as a a wide umbrella, is generally the preserve of the the larger consultancies rather than rather than the smaller consultancies. So I guess you should be applauded for doing that. What what do you think the, I guess, secrets are maybe for other, other smaller consultancies listening? What do you think the secrets are for you going and securing that kind of work and then being able to deliver that work i guess which because you've had to ramp up very quickly to deliver the work as well yeah we have well i suppose it, it, it you know it goes right back to, <clears throat> to when we started the company really you know i've got i've got two business partners incredible business partners and then and back sort of what was it 2014 probably when we first sort of conceived the idea of mm. of of starting a business together you know we shared the same mindset that there was an opportunity there to do something different for construction clients deliver them something better and with our experience being you know largely on sort of large frameworks for infrastructure clients mm-hmm. um, i suppose that's where our mind has, has always been okay uh, at that time building information modeling was kind of really starting to gain some traction yeah but I suppose we probably viewed that in a, in a different way to, to other people. Yes, BIM, you know, had immense potential in itself to really change how we build and operate sort of mm. assets in the built environment. But beyond that, it kind of represented this kind of new world of how digital technology could create 
a step change in the industry, I suppose. Mm. But we thought that larger organizations, you know, our, our larger competitors, you know, they've had to organically grow and organically mm. adapt to the modern construction industry, the modern marketplace for them, I suppose. Okay. And there was an opportunity for us to really create a business with, with digital innovation ingrained in its fabric from day one. Yes. Um, yep. So I think that's, a, that's you know, a big part of the starting point for mm. us, really. Truth be told, we don't, we don't do lots of what people might consider true BIM work, right. actually. But what we okay. do do every day in every service we deliver to, to every client is yeah. you know, it's all underpinned by those core philosophies of BIM. And that range right. is right from adopting sort of a highly process-driven, quality-managed approach. Yeah. Um, and everything we do, you know, focused on benefit of clients and end users. Um, and, a, and a lot of our competitors, as, you know, would say this, the same thing, I'm sure. But in addition to that, you know, it's, it's how we do it. I think that that's yeah. a bit of a differentiator for us as well. So we're quite, we're agile um, yeah. as a small company. And, and I mean that with a, with a little A at the start and a big A. Uh, okay. so, you know, we're agile and flexible and responsive because we're relatively small and we can react yeah. to client needs. But, you know, we adopt agile delivery philosophies as well processes okay. which which really helps us to to be successful with, with our clients yeah and like you said a lot of that is to, to do with like you say setting it up correctly in the first place i guess and making sure that your vision for that was correct which is i guess historically more difficult to do for for organizations that are i guess longer in the tooth and maybe of a bigger size much more well, difficult as i say to turn the ship as, as such I, th- I think that's right you know and and you know, a lot of us have, have been brought up in construction, um, mm. thinking of project management using that kind of waterfall approach mm. and wondering why, you know, we struggled to deliver, you know, not just construction projects and, and mm. actually waterfall is quite well suited to construction projects. But in terms of delivering consultancy commissions, mm. um, you know, it hasn't been that successful, certainly not for us. Um, yeah. You know, when we discovered agile as, a, as an approach, you know, that, that unlocks all sorts of potential to, to really scope what we do in a much better way and deliver it in a much more sort of flexible and successful way. Um, so that's a big factor as well. I think, you know, going back to the digital thing, you know, we, we use specialists right. um, in their fields. So okay. we have database developers, we have mm-hmm. business intelligence specialists, we have web app designers okay. um, in the team, you know, right, okay, construction background. And these okay. guys kind of augment our team of construction professionals, mm. which we think, you know, is different to what we've seen some of our competitors do, which is, you know, often you, know, you get highly numerate sort of QSs that mm. have discovered Microsoft Power BI or Tableau or something like that, yeah, and they yeah, turn yeah. their hand to it. but. You know that that doesn't replace you know you know what we call a, a full stack business intelligence system that's underpinned by sort of Beamstar, Agile, and data warehouses and and a, and a Microsoft Power BI front end on that. You know, so you know and that kind of approach I think is becoming increasingly attractive to clients. You know, and particularly you know these larger kind of blue chip clients. So I suppose coming back to Yorkshire Water specifically, yeah, when we started the company, we felt that we had the most to offer to those larger clients on larger mm-hmm. frameworks mm-hmm. over a prolonged period of time. So the Yorkshire Water opportunity for us was, was you know, we felt it was a really good fit, you know, very selective amount of the clients we want to work with. You know, Yorkshire Water is a brilliant client. You're familiar with the, with the, um, the water sector, I think, Paul, and, yes. and you just started yeah, yeah. AMP 7, um, yeah. Yorkshire Water of kind of fully embraced kind of the Project 13 approach. I think that, you know, they probably saw in the UK as a, you know, well suited to support them you know with the kind of enterprise um, the digital people, I, I can really. name drop that the partnership for Yorkshire is, is the title of it so yeah I think um, I think I think it's a good fit actually you know I think, I think you know there's, there's a few other things 
I'd say, you know, obviously it's a small business. Our team, you know, our people is mm. is, is critical. You know, mm. it is to any business, but mm. you know, there's nowhere to hide in a, in a small company. Yes, yeah. the people we we have we're kind of hand selected. You know, we've got we've got a brilliant team. You know, we call them friends, colleagues, and. You know, we feel like we've got such strength in depth and breadth. We, you know, and that, that's a real, really key factor. And I think that comes across in, you know, not just what we deliver, but what we can put forward to clients as part of our proposals and our, our tender exercises as well. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as a small company, you know, that is a, that's a differentiator, you know. So, mm. you know, larger consultancies have probably had a monopoly on on these um, sorts of commissions, you know, for a long time. Mm. And, you know, I think as a small company, we can offer something a bit different. It's probably quite unusual to mm. a client like Yorkshire Water to be able to mm. pick the phone up to an owner of the company yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 and discuss yeah. how things are going and, and what they want to do. And off the back of that, you know, we can we can respond quickly. You know, and I think that's a that's a, a really very key thing for yeah. clients. But you know, being small doesn't mean you know there's any sacrifice in in the quality of, of what they get. And, and actually, you know, we believe that you know, we're, we're leaders in what we do, yeah. best practice of what we do. Yeah. You know, and you know, we've had success in awards. You know, we were the the constructing excellence SME of the year last year in Yorkshire. We came runners up in the national finals. Um, we've got another award in this year. You know, so I think. I think that goes some way to kind of giving us a little bit of credit for some of the things we've done. But ultimately, I think it, you know it's that digital kind of core that is probably one of our our biggest differentiators, really. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and something different, I guess, to, to what traditionally is available in the market, I suppose. I think so, and you know, there's some clients that work we might think of us as, as a as a software house, you know, others yeah. as a construction consultancy, uh, but actually, you know, that digital element's ingrained right across, right through the fabric of our business. So I think the, the other thing I'd, I'd mention is it's a funny thing to say, but you know, happiness of clients is 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 really important. And mm. you know, as I say, it's, it may be a bit cheesy, and of course, we kind of we aim to please you know senior managers of, mm. of our clients, you know, driving value and sort of efficiency, you know, mm. time, budget, things like that. But actually, mm. you know, supporting everyone that works in a client organisation is really important. Yes, you know, making everybody happy. You know, one thing I use as an example of that is the auction board so we've developed a, a, a software application to support the project managers with the project management of their individual projects yeah, so that, that's a web application that mm-hmm. essentially guides them through Yorkshire Water's end-to-end process for, for each project um, okay. it provides kind of a single place from which they can they can manage their projects you know and that, and that was you know it has benefits you know up and down the organization um, but really you know I think the biggest benefit is, is probably to those project managers helping them to deliver their projects yeah, yeah, yeah. so wh- where are you headcount now Simon 55 something like that yeah no, I'm right in saying that at 55, the majority of that 55 has probably happened in the last two years, the growth of that 55. Is that, um, that so? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, if you went back to the end of 2018, I think we were, yeah, around about 10, something like that. Yeah. So how have, you, how have you as a management team managed that? Because that's, you know, a heck of a lot of growth, isn't it, really? You know, as a percentage, it's a huge amount of growth, a huge amount of change. Like you say, it sounds like you're integrating a lot of different types of skill sets in there within probably mainly a client environment. That's a heck of a challenge. That's a lot of lots a lot of change to cope with. Okay, yeah. what do you think you guys have done right to, to make it work? Well, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of different you know aspects to that kind of growth, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And you know, what gave us a good starting point, I would say, is that 
we set up obviously as a, as a startup, as a small company, but with a, a big business mindset. All three owners and directors of the company share the same kind of approach in terms of you know process-driven, quality-managed services. So, you know, even when we were just us, we had process documents for things, we had we had defined ways of working for how we did things. Mm. And that's obviously developed as the years have gone on in the company. You know, we achieved our ISO 9001, 14001, and the health and safety one, which was OSAS 18,001, uh, right. 2017, 18, I think. You know, to get those standards, you've got, you've, you know, you've got to be set up, you yeah, know, yeah, all of that stuff. But then, you know, as, as you rightly say, you know, a big part of growing that quickly is finding the people. And so, you know, that was probably number one on our risk register for, you know, mobilising for your for your water. Fortunately, we had a little bit of time. So we had, a, we had a, a few, two or three months, I think, building up from when we, you know, we knew we'd secured the work to when we had to have the full, the full team on the ground. And, you know, we're lucky enough to have, you know, a good network of, of people in the industry. Mm. You know, we actually had people lined up that were really keen to join us. You know, they'd yeah. heard about what we'd been doing, you know, we'd worked with them before and they were really keen to come on board, which was a help. Obviously, you know, people like yourselves provided support as well. Yeah, one challenge actually with it was there was a you know, Tupi was applicable to the to us taking over the commission as well. Right. And the complicate, you know, you'd think that might help things in in terms of you know, transferring some staff, but right. actually it, it was more of a it added a lot of uncertainty because right. you can imagine the previous provider had a big team of people there, yeah. you know, many of which were eligible to transfer but they obviously wanted to retain their people and, yes. and deployed them elsewhere so there was this moving target of, of how many people might transfer versus how many people we would need to bring into the team yes um, um, that, that, that created some uncertainty for sure uh, actually you know I, I, I can't remember the numbers but when we hit the ground you know formally on on the 1st of april 2019 yeah. we, we had a few we had a bit of an early start so we've been going through a transition process prior to that with the previous provider um and we'd had a few people in already but when we hit the ground on on the 1st of april we had a, a good sized team in place and, and probably back you know within the next sort of two or three months we were we were staffed up and you know, I'd like to think that, you know, the client would say that, you know, we did a good job with that. Yeah, Cause I, I, we feel like we did. Good. No, undoubtedly. It sounds like you're going from strength to strength, which is excellent. And so what does the next five years look like? Simon, what, what do you, where, where do you see the growth of the company over the next next five years? So well, I suppose there's two strands to the growth mm. of the company. Uh, one strand would be developing what we do in, construction consulting yeah and the other strand would be our plans with software development and, yeah. and applications in terms of the consultancy side you know we're not we want to grow but we're not desperate to grow we want to yeah. grow at the right pace you know what trumps everything is the, the quality of what we deliver for our clients you know and, and a big part of that is choosing the right clients to work with so you know we're really selective about the clients that we we, we we pursue and, mm. and try to work with and actually it's important for them to share in you know similar ambitions to ourselves i think mm-hmm. because you know it's only going to be a success for everyone you know if everyone's kind of bought in to achieving the same sort of thing yeah uh, you know so obviously you know the last sort of 18 months has been you know relatively heavily focused on on yorkshire water mm. um because it you know it's been such a, a a big thing for us but moving forward yeah we want to grow but we'll be very selective about how we do that i think okay you know the, the water sector is an obvious focus because you know we've got a lot of experience there but then you know a lot of what we do in the water sector is transferable you know elsewhere as well 
So yeah, and then on the on the digital um, software side of things, as I say, we've we've got a pipeline of products that we're working on. We've got a, you know what is a, a relatively small team at the moment dedicated to to moving that forward, and, mm. and really exciting for us. You know, our background, as you know, is you know, chartered quantity surveyor. Yes, yeah. Um, that side of things is is a bit of a new world to me, but you know we do see a lot of opportunity because. You know, I think construction probably has a bit of a bad rap sometimes when people say it, it, it's slow to adopt change, things like that. You know, obviously it is in some ways, but you know, with the right products, um, I think the industry would be open to some of the things we've we've got in mind. So I'd probably say, you know, give us a few ones, Paul. It'd be good to come back on and maybe talk about. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. I really am. The first one of those when it comes out, actually. Yeah. So wh- wh- why? What made you kind of go into that? Was that a was that a fortuitous thing where you you came back? So I guess, like you say, it's not in your skill set, Simon, or, or that of your two your two business partners. How did you how did you even come by and decide to go into that? Was that I say was that a fortuitous thing where you came by somebody, or where, where did that well, come well, from? Well, I suppose it, you know it's a logical progression, really. As I say, we set the business up with digital technology at the mm-hmm. core. In doing that, brought in specialists in that area and. Yeah. Um, in in progressing that part of the business you know it, it's un- unlocked and uncovered um, these sorts of opportunities that we see you know we see gaps for for certain products to help how projects are delivered mm. so yeah it's relatively new to us it's been a it's been a, a steep but interesting learning curve um on that side of things but we're actually really excited about what we could what we could bring Okay, excellent. So I mean, that probably segues nicely into what you think the future looks like. And, and obviously, technology is going to be a massive part of that. So I guess a couple of questions I'll throw at you with that is, obviously, the products you're developing, I think one of the challenges at the moment, isn't there, is that there's there's almost kind of a bit of a gold rush at the moment in terms of a lot of companies recognising that they can probably support the construction industry, support the infrastructure industry and others in, in changing by bringing uh, digital assets, digital systems, programmes um, into place. But there's a lot, maybe a lot of businesses all vying for that same space at the moment. And obviously, I guess logically, like anything, like, you know, going back to the old VHS versus Betamax or something of that line, to an extent, it's going to be certain certain bits of, I guess, software or tech are going to win that battle, aren't they? Because, because otherwise you've got a, a very uh, ununiform environment where, where different companies are using different bits of tech to deliver it. So, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see where your, what your view of where that is going to go. But then secondly, let's let's discuss the, the humble quantity survey because I keep on getting told the humble quantity survey is going to be killed by technology. And obviously, I guess to some extent, you're, you could be argued that BIM UK is maybe leading that charge to an extent, I guess, from the direction you're going in. So, yeah, just welcome your thoughts on that too. Okay, well, on the first point, yeah, I think, you know, the, the size of kind of the opportunity for, for organisations that want to innovate in that kind of technology space, mm. you know, it's big. Mm. You know, I'd probably say, you know, it, it isn't necessarily a binary choice between VHS and Betamax. You know, I think there's a, there's a place for a, a kind of plethora of, of, of different products and, mm. and, and approaches that use modern digital technology. Um, but it's integrating them all together, though, Simon, I think is what, what I'm learning the issue is, is, you know, there's at least got to be a standard, a standard format, a standard operating model, hasn't it, so that they can all, they can all speak to each other, I guess, is, is, is the point. Um, well, you know that 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 is that exists already, right. I suppose. You know, so um, even in in some of the things that we've developed for Yorkshire Water, for mm. example, you know, we use APIs to connect our what we've developed to, yeah. you know, to Yorkshire Water systems and other systems yeah. that we've got and things like that. You know, so the technology is there to, okay. to hook these hook, hook systems together. You know, I, I don't necessarily see that as a 
you know, a, a particular challenge for the industry. You know, I think I think there's obviously benefit if 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 the industry can pull together on, on certain things. You know, what going back going into QSing, you know, what one thing that I've always thought is that you know there's a, there's a lot could be done on sharing cost information. Yeah, I'll talk about data in a second. Yeah, yeah, cost information isn't something really that we should be competing on. It should be something that we, you know we share yeah. for the benefit of our clients. You know, mm. we, we compete on how we use it. Mm. You know, so that might be an example of where you know some some kind of standardised approach or standardised system that 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 the that, you know, participants in the industry can contribute to would mm-hmm. be of benefit i think in the space we're operating in you know i think i think it's you know it's, it's open i think i think there's a there's a lot of a lot of different things that we do and a lot of opportunity uh, a lot of different ways that organizations you know like ours you know could develop new things to help clients yeah. As I say, beyond, beyond that, you know, I, I think a lot of the things that, you know, we have in our mind, that, that they are equally applicable outside of construction as well. Right. Um, and I, I know I'm being a little bit coy there with what I'm talking about, but right. um, <laughs> we're not quite... Like you say, well, I'm doing this in another three months' time and, uh, and, and, and have the big reveal as to what it, what it will entail. And then uh, the second point, Paul, was uh, I've forgotten what, what that about, the, about whether, you know, obviously a lot of people are saying that the, the QS is, 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 a, is a dying trade because technology is going to overtake what the QS does day to day. Yeah, that, uh, you know, people have said that for a long time. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't buy into that at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, you, know, you hear, you hear the, respond, the, the response to that is, you know, relatively standard as well, which is, um, you know, technology will um, remove um, some of the burden that is on quantity surveyors and stopping them from doing their jobs um, mm-hmm. or limiting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how effectively they can do their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about getting machines to do what machines should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get human beings to do what human beings should do, you know, and you, you've got to find the right blend and the right relationship. But I certainly don't see the end of the quantity surveyor. I, you know, I almost see the quantity surveyor being becoming more invaluable because of the increased quality of tools that's available to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and others have said exactly the same. Yeah, no, I, I totally yeah. agree. Let's <laughs> <I> hope so <laughs> for all of us. Okay, excellent. And. Uh, what what else do you see the future of construction in particular? You know how we how we construct things, whether it be, you know, infrastructure or or a building. You know, do you see any kind of change? Because again, you're absolutely right in what you said earlier that the industry historically changes very slowly. So again, do you see anything on the horizon? Let's say over the next 10, 20 years that we're going to see any significant change in how things are done. And I guess there's a difference very much between perhaps building where obviously there's a lot a lot of talk around modern methods of construction whereas i guess big infrastructure jobs i guess there can be some mmc in that but it's a different beast again i guess but what are you what are your thoughts on both well i suppose in the immediate future the construction industry along with lots of others um, are faced with a you know a completely new challenge you know so it's been a, a difficult year and, and that yes. will now have that reverberate through the coming years as well which, which won't help things but you know, I, I believe construction is a fantastic industry. I think, you know, it, it is resilient. You know, some supply chains and, and how companies work together pre- presents kind of, you know, a really big opportunity for the industry because, you know, collaboration, you know, as a concept has been banded about for decades now. Yes. But really, it's still only often paid lip service to, you know, in my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and getting those supply chains working effectively together does present a big opportunity i think for construction um, yeah. to improve you know i think i think the digital element it could be a, a real key to, to helping unlock some of that opportunity as well mm-hmm. you know beyond that you know i find it difficult to look 10 or 20 years into the future to be honest you yeah, know, the, the, 
the common things that people talk about, you know, your off-site manufacturer and things yeah. like that. You know, I'd like to see to see more of that. But, you know, for me, it, it's companies working together, you know, and in particular SMEs, yeah. you know, obviously I'm a bit biased, but, you yeah, know, sure. SMEs are a, a pillar of our industry, yes. you know, particularly, you know, when it comes to construction. Yeah, yeah. You know, many construction projects are, you know, you see the, the big contractor's name on the on the boards outside, but mm. you know, a lot of that work, most of that work, in, in a lot of cases, is delivered by SMEs. Yeah, um, yeah, agree. And finding a way to you know to tap into that and, and increase how companies like that collaborate, I think, is important. And then in consultancy. I suppose the point of this conversation, you know, we've done something as an SME that, you know, isn't isn't often done, which is break into, you know, mm. one of these larger, larger frameworks. But, mm. you know, there's a lot of small consultancies out there as well. Mm. You know, so, you know, I'll take this opportunity to invite any other sort of like-minded consultancy to, you know, to get in touch if, you know, if they've been interested by anything we've talked about and, mm. you know, love to have a chat and see how we could, could work together, benefit of the industry, you know, because that, that's ultimately, you know, what we want to achieve. You know, there's no point in doing what we do if we're not going to move humankind forward, I suppose, is what we'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, I would, I would hasten to stress that I think a lot of large businesses can, can still do a lot in the innovation space. I think it's fair to say equally that a lot of smaller businesses are, are probably... I don't know if willing to take more of a risk or a gamble is the right phrase, but certainly are prepared to maybe push the boundaries more because because they are, in some cases, trying trying to do things differently and, and not and not the same as it's always been done. So, yeah, I think that's right. right. I, think, long, um, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. New, new small companies are they're almost forced, I suppose. Yeah, yeah you know, to, to do that. Your large, larger organisations, of course, they've got they've got teams of people that you mm. know dedicated to you know innovation, I mm. suppose, as a as a catch-all term. But you know they only represent part of the the industry. And, mm. you know, it's incumbent on us as, as SMEs to, to do what we can. And, and you know, a, it, it's rewarding as much as anything. You know, there's an immense amount of opportunity there. I think. Good. Okay, Sarah. I think that's me with my questions. I'm going to ask you a, a few kind of rapid fire questions now. Uh, that can your answers can be short or long. So here we go. Who is the best boss you ever had in your career, and why? Tricky one. Do you know what? It's it's a, again, a bit of a cheesy answer, but I would say one of my business partners, Nick Adams. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we first met actually when he was my boss. Right. Okay. Uh, going back many years, and the the reason why is that you know he's played a big part in in kind of how I approach work today, mm. and ultimately as a result of that, you know, we work together now. Um, so that would be my answer to that one. Yeah. All right. Perfect. What's the best piece of career advice that you ever? been given or heard i guess well the first one that springs to mind is i'm a big fan of um i'm a big fan of the office um, both uk and american ones and tim in the office gives some advice to dawn which is it's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than halfway up one you don't okay yeah Um, well that so that's a good piece of advice actually isn't it and then last is there any any book you would recommend or that you you think is the the best book that you've learned something from so I'm looking next to me and I'm not a big reader of business guru books. Mm. But I am a reader of business process books. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier that we're practitioners of, of Agile, BIM UK. So I'd recommend, you know, anyone that's interested to have a look at the, the DSDM Agile Handbook. The DSDM Agile Handbook. Yeah. Perfect. I shall, I shall find the link to that and, and put that in the show notes because I think people probably will be interested actually. Very Good. Good. Simon, thanks very much for your time today. Is there anything you want to add as a as a closing statement, or have we, or have we talked it to death now? Is there anything you want to say to close? Um, 
No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, obviously, thank you for inviting me on. To discuss some of these things with you, you know. Yeah, I think that's probably about it. Yeah, thank you. Good. All right, Simon. Look, well, as obviously, as you said at the beginning, we're recording on a Friday, so I hope you have a great weekend, and um, we can all recover and get ready for another battle on Monday. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a good one, Paul. Thank awesome. you. Cheers, Simon. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.